The Autobiography of Madame Kion by Jean Kion, Volume 2, Chapter 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. My near relations did not signify any eager desire for my return. The first thing they proposed to me, a month after my arrival at Gex, was not only to give up my guardianship, but to make over all my estate to my children, and to reserve an annuity to myself. This proposition, coming from people who regarded nothing but their own interests, to some might have appeared very unpleasing, but it was in no wise so to me. I had not any friend to advise with. I knew not anyone whom I could consult about the manner of executing the thing, as I was quite free and willing to do it. It appeared to me that I had now the means of accomplishing the extreme desire I had of being conformable to Jesus Christ, poor, naked, and stripped of all. They sent me an article to execute which had been drawn under their inspection and I innocently signed it, not perceiving some clauses which were inserted therein. It expressed that when my children should die, I should inherit nothing of my own estate, but that it should revolve to my kindred. There were many other things which appeared to be equally to my disadvantage. Though what I had reserved to myself was sufficient to support me in this place, yet it was scarcely enough to do so in some other places. I then gave up my estate with more joy, for being thereby conformed to Jesus Christ, than they could have who asked it from me. It is what I have never repented of, nor had any uneasiness about. What pleasure to lose all for the Lord! The love of poverty thus contracted is the kingdom of tranquility. I forgot to mention that toward the end of my miserable state of privation, when just ready to enter into nuance of life, our Lord illuminated me so clearly to see that the exterior crosses came from Him, that I could not harbor any resentment against the persons who procured me them. On the contrary, I felt the tenderness of compassion for them, and had more pain for those afflictions which I 
innocently caused to them than for any which they had heaped upon me. I saw that these persons feared the Lord too much to oppress me as they did, had they known it. I saw His hand in it, and I felt the pain which they suffer through the contrariety of their humors. It is hard to conceive the tenderness which the Lord gave me for them, and the desire which I have had with the utmost sincerity to procure them every sort of advantage. After the accident which befell me, fall from the horse, from which I soon wonderfully recovered, the devil began to declare himself more openly mine enemy, to break loose and become outrageous. One night, when I least thought of it, something very monstrous and frightful presented itself. It seemed a kind face, which was seen by a glimmering bluish light. I don't know whether the flame itself composed that horrible face of appearance, for it was so mixed and passed by so rapidly that I could not discern it. My soul rested in its calm situation and assurance, and it appeared no more after that manner. As I arose at midnight to pray, I heard frightful noises in my chamber, and after I had lain down, they were still worse. My bed often shook for a quarter of an hour at a time, and the sashes were all burst. Every morning, while this continued, they were found shattered and torn, yet I felt no fear. I arose and lighted my wax candle at a lamp which I kept in my room, because I had taken the office of sacristan and the care of waking the sisters at the hour they were to rise, without having once failed in it for my indispositions, ever being the first in all the observances. I made use of my little light to look all over the room and at the sashes, at the very time the noise was strongest. As he saw that I was afraid of nothing, he left off all on a sudden and attacked me no more in person. But he stirred up men against me, and that succeeded far better with him, for he found them disposed to do what he prompted them to, jealously, inasmuch as they counted a good thing to do me the worst of injuries. One of the sisters whom I had brought with me, a very beautiful girl, contracted an intimacy with an ecclesiastic who had authority in this place. At first he inspired her with an aversion for me, being well assured that if she placed confidence in me, 
I should advise her not to suffer his visits so frequently. She was undertaking a religious retreat. That ecclesiastic was desirous to induce her to make it in order to gain her entire confidence, which will have served as a clock to his frequent visits. The bishop of Geneva had given Father Lacombe for director to our house. As she was going to cause retreats to be made, I desired her to wait for him. As I had gained some share in her esteem, she submitted even against her inclination, which was to have made it under this ecclesiastic. I began to talk to her on the subject of inward prayer and drew her into the practice of this duty. Our Lord gave such a blessing thereto that this girl gave herself to God in right earnest and with her whole heart and the retreat completely won her over. She then became more reserved and on her guard toward this ecclesiastic which exceedingly vexed him. It enraged him both against Father Lacombe and me. This proved the source of the persecutions which afterward befell me. The noise in my chamber, which may have been traced to him, ended as this commenced. This ecclesiastic began to talk privately of me with much contempt. I knew it, but took no notice. There came a certain friar to see him, who mortally hated Father Lacombe on account of his regularity. These combined together to force me to quit the house, that they might become masters of it. All the means they could devise they used for that purpose. My manner of life was such that in the house I did not meddle in affairs at all, leaving the sisters to dispose of the temporalities as they pleased. Soon after my entrance into it, I received eighteen hundred livres, which a lady, a friend of mine, lent me to complete a furniture which I had repaid her at my late giving up of my estate. This sum they received as well as what I had before given them. I sometimes spoke a little to those who retired thither to become Catholics. Our Lord favored with so much benediction what I said to them that some whom they knew not before what to make of, became sensible, solid women, and exemplary in piety. I saw crosses in abundance likely to fall to my lot. At the same time, these words came to me, Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Hebrews 12, 2. I prostrated myself for a long time with my face on the ground, earnestly desiring to receive all thy strokes. O oh, thou 
who spare not thine own son. Thou couldst find none but him worthy of thee, and thou still findest in him hearts proper for thee. A few days after my arrival at Gex, I saw in a sacred and mysterious dream, for as such I very well distinguished it. Father Lacombe fastened up to an enormous cross, stripped in like manner as they paint our Saviour. I saw around it a frightful crowd, which covered me with confusion, and threw back on me the ignominy of his punishment. He seemed to have most pain, but I more reproaches than he. I have since beheld this fully accomplished. The ecclesiastic won over to his party one of our sisters, who was the house steward, and soon after the prioress. I was very delicate. The good inclination which I had did not give strength to my body. I had two maids to serve me. Yet, as the community had need of one of them for their cook, and the other to attend the door and other occasions, I gave them up, not thinking, but they would allow them to serve me sometimes. Beside this, I let them still receive all my income. They having had my first half of this year's annuity, yet they will not permit either of my maid servants to do anything for me. By my office of sacristan, I was obliged to sweep the church, which was large, and they will not let anyone help me. I have several times fainted over the broom and have been forced to rest in corners. This obliged me to beg them that they will suffer it sometimes to be swept by some of the strong country girls, new Catholics, to which at last they had the charity to consent. What most embarrassed me was that I never had washed. I was now obliged to wash all the vestry linen. I took one of my maids to help me, because in attempting it I had done up the linen most awkwardly. These sisters pulled her up by the arms out of my chamber, telling her she should do her own work. I let it quietly pass without making any objection. The other good sister the girl I just mentioned grew more and more fervent. By the practice of prayer in her dedication of herself to the Lord, she became more and more tender in her sympathy with me. It irritated this ecclesiastic. After all his impotent attempts here, he went off to Annecy, in order to sow discord and to effect more mischief to Father Lacombe. End of chapter 5, volume 2 of the autobiography of Madame Kion.